Galatians chapter 6. We're going to look down at verse number 6 through verse number 9. I want to talk to you about, probably you've heard a message on this before, but we're going to look at it one more time on this thought about sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. Very important that we understand what that's all about. Sometimes that's happening to us and we don't even have a clue what's going on. Things are happening because of what we sowed. Things are happening because of what we've done, what we've said. And, uh, and, and we're reaping those benefits, be it good or be it bad. And there's, some, there's many times that we are not even aware that these, things, that these things are taking place. So look with me, if you will, Galatians chapter 6. Look down at verse number 6. <clears throat> the Bible says, Let him who has taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. God, uh, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For wh- whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he, all, for he who sows to the flesh uh, will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, uh, while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all especially to those who are the household of faith. Now, I want to read that last verse to you one more time. Actually, let's go back up to verse number 9. We don't need to grow weary in in, in well-doing or doing good, for in due season we'll reap if we faint not, if we don't lose heart, if we'll faint not. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to who? What does the Bible say? Let us do good to all. Then it goes on to say, especially especially to those who are the household of faith. Now, I wanted to read that one more time to you because, uh, because of this, and I don't want to get on a rabbit trail tonight. We're, we are good in the body of Christ of, of tearing up one another <laughs> with our mouth. We may not do it with our fists, but with our mouth, we're really good at tearing up one another and, and talking about each other. We're good at it. I'm not saying you personally, but I, as the body of Christ... We're good at it if we're not careful. But the scripture here tells us that if we have that opportunity to do good, we've got to do good to all, right? Especially to those who are of the household of faith. What is that talking about? Our brothers and sisters, those who are believers, those who are trusting in the Lord, those who are bought with the blood, right? My, my, my brother in the Lord, so to speak. We may not be blood brothers, but Brother Parker and I are brothers in Christ Jesus. So especially with the brotherhood, especially with the household of faith, if I'm able to do good, then I need to do good to Brother, Har- Brother, Harper. Brother Parker. I don't need to do bad. Correct. I don't need to lamb blast him. I don't, and, and, and I, don't need to, I don't need to talk bad against him. I need to uphold him. I need to strengthen him. I need to lock arms with him. I need to encourage him. That's not my message, but it's good preaching. We need to encourage one another, especially when we see these days that we're living in approaching, and they're here. They're no longer approaching; they're here. All right, and so we've we've got to, we've got to uh, we've got to do good, especially to those that are household of faith. In the Message Bible, the verse nine says this: "So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued while doing good." In other words, don't allow yourself to get wore out doing good. All the right time we will harvest a good, at the right time we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or if we don't quit. We will harvest a good crop. You may be here tonight and you think, well, I don't see any return in my investment. Just hold on. The return is coming. 
I, may, I don't see, Pastor, the return that I'm getting from what I'm putting out. Don't worry about that. God's got it all in his, in his can, and in, and, in, and, in, and in due season, at the right time, at the right time, we'll reap if we faint not. We'll reap a good harvest if we don't give up, if we don't quit. So it may be, I just had this thought while I was looking over this message, it, it may be that tonight is your due season. It may be tonight that it's not tomorrow, it's not yesterday or two weeks. It may be today, tonight, before you lay down. It may be your due season tonight. So, so don't give up. You'll, reap, uh, you'll harvest a good crop if, if you stay in there. When you look at Webster's Dictionary to find the word due, D-U-E, it means this, something that rightfully belongs to you. Something that rightfully belongs to you. When you look up the word uh, season, it means there's a special period. So you might could say that when you put these two words together, it, it, due season, it may mean this. It's a special period of time when we shall receive that which rightfully belongs to us. Due season. I don't know when your due season is. I don't know when my due season is. But at some point in time, my due season will take place. Amen. Your due season will take place. Whatever the Lord has for you. Those trials maybe that you've been walking in, those difficulties that you've been walking in, those tears that you've been praying that's been bottled up, the scripture says, those, those agonizing moments and those agonizing nights maybe that you've been suffering with, the Bible tells us if we, if we, if we, if we hang on, due season is going to take place. If we hang on and don't quit, don't give up, due season is going to take place in our life. There's two things I want to point out to you tonight, but you're going to know both of these things, especially the first one. It's this. What you reap, you're going to sow. Everybody say that with me. What you reap, you're going to sow. Whatever you give, you're going to get. All right. Now, all right. Whatever you give, you're going to get. Now, that's an important principle to remember, especially when you're talking about reaping and sowing because when a farmer and we and we we illustrate this many times we talk about the farmer but when a farmer plants a seed in the ground he expects in due season to reap that seed right he expects in due season to reap the harvest of whatever that plant or whatever that seed that that he planted so if he planted corn he's going to get corn right if you planted apple seed you're going to get apples if you plant watermelon seed you're going to get watermelon seed if you plant bird seed you're going to, well i'm just kidding about that sometimes we plant bird seed but we don't get bird seed but whatever you plant that's what you're going to get and so we understand we every one of us has understood that principle for for from for a long time now and it's important because it works in every area of our life in every area of our life. Matter of fact, when you look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, Paul makes a comparison here between the flesh and the spirit. Between the flesh and the spirit. He said the flesh is that which is inside of us trying to get us to sin. You know, the old, the old man, that flesh, that carnal man on the inside. He tries to get us to, to act up. He puts things in front of our way. He tempts us to get us to act up. He allows those people to pull out in front of us so that we'll lose our temper. He allows those people to act crazy when we're in their midst to, so it'll so allow us to, to act crazy. That, that's the flesh inside of us. He, he, he is trying to get us to sin. And so you, the sowing and reaping could be a blessing or it could be a curse if we want to look at it that way. It can't be ignored because it happens all the time. Every day it'll happen. And there's a penalty for sin if there's a penalty to sin, there's also a blessing for you and I that will choose to live right. 
How many of you were glad that you got up this morning? That was blessing. How many of you that when you took your breath, this, uh, uh, the best you could tell, the very first breath this morning, you was able to do that? That was a blessing. How many of you was able to get up out of the bed and walk? This, that was a blessing. How many of you was able to go to the, to the job? That was a blessing. And we, we sort of take these blessings for granted, but every day God blesses us. Every day God honors us by showing up in our life. And so there is a cost. There's a cost for laziness, or as there is a cost for laziness, there, there's also a reward for you and I to be diligent in the Lord. So we, we don't need to miss that. We need to get that. Hebrews eleven six says this, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. So then, if that's the case, we know that everybody's been given a measure of faith. And we grow in our faith. We grow in that faith mentality. If it's impossible to please him without faith. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder of those who diligently, what does that talk about? If I'm going after God, he's got my reward in hand. If I'm diligently seeking after him each and every day of my life, he's got my reward in hand. It may come in all areas. of. It may come with the breath that I breathe. It may come with me being able to get up of a morning. It may come with my, me having good health and all of those kind of things. And you can whatever, but God has got the reward for you when I'm diligently seeking him. And so there is a law of sowing and reaping. And when I look at this, it, 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 Brother Parker, you, you, may, you may not even be saved. Somebody may not even be saved, but they're still, that's the law. They're understanding what that law is. Be you saved or be you not saved, there's a law of sowing and reaping. If I'm not saved and I always lamb blast people, I'm not going to have very many friends, am I? If I'm just using my foul mouth, so to speak, or my attitude or my anger issues just to get on people's nerves, I'm probably not going to have buddies. I'm going to get that turned back to me. If I keep doing wrong, people's going to do me, do me wrong. You understand? There's a law of sowing and reaping. The second thing I want you to notice is this, is that you don't reap in the same season that you sow. Farmer does it. You don't reap in the same season that you sow. A farmer doesn't plant the seed and expect to come back that afternoon or the first thing in the morning and get the harvest. doesn't happen that way, does it? It doesn't happen that way. Once you plant corn, you can expect it's going to take a few months down the road. It's going to take a few weeks. It's going to take a, a, a little time to produce that crop. And so we understand that what we reap in one season will not produce, uh, will not produce until the next season. You're not going to reap in the same season. You've got to plant something else, in other words. And so some of you may be going through some seasons right now in your life, and I believe even that our churches go through seasons. We go through seasons in our life. You go through seasons in your family, the growth of your family. You may be going through a season now. You, you, you even probably know if you're going through that season. You may not understand what it is, but it's a season that you're going through. How many knows that we have, we have winter and we have, we have spring and we have summer and we have fall? There's a few of those seasons that I really like. I love springtime when everything's coming back to, to, to life. I love the fall. I love this, what we're in right now, the cool weather, the breezes. I'm able to sit outside and you're able to get out there and start a fire and, and warm your hand. You know, those, those are wonderful times. Now, I like summer and I like winter, but not as much as I do spring and fall. Sometimes the summer gets too hot. We sweat too much. We fuss about the summer. We fuss because the air conditioners don't work right. Hello. We don't like the winter sometimes because it gets too cold. 
Ice is building up. We can't drive because it gets ice on the roads. It gets slippery and we can't go here and there, right? It stops us from going, especially if we have another one of those ice storms like we've had a couple of years in, you know, in, in the past. It's, it, it grounds everybody. It stops everything. So there's part of those seasons that we, that we don't like. It's, it's the same way in our life, in our walk with God. We have seasons in our walk with God. There's some moments that, that I go through seasons, Brother Keith, I don't like. God is trying to teach me something. God's trying to mature me a little bit. He's taking me on a journey here, and I've got to understand that. And so we may be going through a season. You probably have even sensed that in your own life or sensed that in your spirit. It doesn't mean because of that, though, that God has left you. God's still with you. doesn't mean that God's left you. We know that there are seasons of life. Matter of fact, Ecclesiastes tells us that. Didn't he say in verse 1, to everything there's a season. To everything there's a season. A time for every purpose under the heaven. Then he goes on to list all kinds of things. Time to laugh, time to cry, time to live, time to die, and on and on we could go. There's a season for everything. In other words, every season in our life has its purpose. We may not understand it at the time, but it has a purpose. I promise you this, some of you that's went through seasons before, now, you've, since you've already passed that particular season, you're able to look back on that season. Lord, I understand what you tried to teach me then, right? I have many times. I understand, God, what you tried to teach me. But at the time while I was going through that, I didn't understand it. Do you understand this? That sometimes in order for a seed to grow, it has to die, to germinate. It has to die. It has to give up, allow that process to, to take place. How many of you ever been going through a season that you felt like you was going to die? <laughs> It could be due season in your life, amen, tonight. Growth could be fixing to come. Energy could be fixing to come. Just hang on. You may be fixing to bust through the top of that soil, amen. You may be fixing to bust through the top of that ground. Due season may be in your life, amen. Every season has its purpose. And so what that means is that God is teaching you and I, teaching us respect and hunger for his spirit. And I know you've heard me say this before, but listen to me, church. We're, we're living in a day that we, we desperately need to, the, to hunger and thirst after righteousness. We need to hunger and thirst after righteousness. And, 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 and when we understand that, this is what God expects during those season times. You say, well, Pastor, what am I supposed to do during this time? I don't like it. I don't like going through those growth spurts. I don't like dying to self. Who does? It bothers me sometimes. But I die to self so the Lord can take over, right? So the Lord can help me to grow. So the Lord can strengthen me. He's showing me things. He's teaching me things. He's growing me. So what are we supposed to do during this time? Verse 9 begins, he said, he expects us, we don't, don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't get up tight. Don't go weary in well-doing. In other words, don't give up. We're to continue in the disciplines of the faith that we know to be true. Right, to continue in what we know to be true. The enemy will come in. You know, we live in a time where, where everybody's saying what's wrong is right now and what's right is wrong. Have you ever noticed that? It's crazy. It's weird. Politically correct stuff. We've got to do this way. We've got to do that way because we don't want to offend this. We don't want to offend that. The right thing is the wrong thing. The wrong thing is the right thing. But we know what the truth is as God's people. We know what the Word says. And if we know what the Word says, then we're to continue 
in the disciplines of faith. What is that? We've got to continue to pray. We've got to continue to pray when we feel like it and we don't feel like it. We've got to continue to pray. If you can't do nothing else but get you a good praise and worship CD and turn it on and listen to it. If you can't do nothing else but get you a, somebody reading the Bible, turn it on and just listen to the Word of God. If you feel like you don't got strength enough to pray, you feel like you don't have words to pray, if, that, if you're that bad, in bad shape, then find something that will energize you and motivate you and encourage you in the Lord. Listen to something. Put it in your spirit. Go to bed with it at night in your ears. We've got to continue to pray. The other thing we've got to do is continue to worship. We know how important worship is. Matter of fact, Sunday, if the Lord doesn't change my mind, I'm going to be talking about the majesty of God. I get excited when we talk about the Lord. The majesty of God, his majesty and looking all around us and all the things that he's created that we're to just to, to behold and be a part of. God is majesty. So we're, we'll continue to worship. We've got to continue to work. We've got to continue to watch for the coming of the Lord. It could be today, amen. amen. Could be today. Could be today. And too many times when we're going through those seasons of life, if you will, we want to stop. But it's in our faithfulness where God sees a place that he can move, that he can go in there and do some changing, do some whittling down, if you will, do some, do some, do some uh, pottery work on us, if you will. It's in those moments of faithfulness that God sees that spot that I can get there and work in that person's life or this person. It's easy to worship and praise and celebrate when you're on the mountaintop, isn't it? It's easy to do that, easy to do that. But what about when we're in the valley? What about when they're in those, those low seasons, those dark seasons? You know, you're making that climb to the top of the mountain. It's not time to give up, but it's time to work even harder. It's not while you're walking up there, it's not time to give up. It's time to pray even harder. God says, God says that he has seen your faithfulness. He has heard your prayers. He has, he has listened to your cries. And he says, don't give up. Season, your season is coming. You think about seasons and do season Speaking of, of season, you know, you look back in, in the Old Testament, Israel. Israel spent some 400 years in captivity. Seasons. 400 years in Egypt. But Exodus chapter 3 verse 7 says, The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of the slave drivers. And I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and a spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Pezrasites and the Hittites and the Jebusites. You know who all these, these, these Vites brothers are and sisters? They're the enemies of God. And God said, I'm bringing, I'm bringing my people to, to take over what, they have, what they've built. Think about that. I'm bringing my people to, to take over wells that they didn't have to dig. These are the people that dug them, and they're going to take them over. Houses that they built. Amen. You think about that. That's, a wonderful, that's wonderful news. Now, they had to go through 400 years of captivity, seasons in their life, hard seasons in their life. And still, when God delivered them, they had to wander around for 40 years. God says, it's right there. Just cross the river. Cross Jordan there. They, didn't, they couldn't see it. They were too afraid because of the, the size of the, of the buildings over there and the size of the people over there and the size of the grapes over there. But old Joshua and Caleb, he said, look, we, we're, we're more than able to, to, to possess this land. We're more than able to possess this land. Listen, don't, don't give up because of the size of the enemy in your life. The bigger they are, the, the harder they fall. The bigger they are, God's got it. 
It, it, you know, you, sometimes, sometimes we, we, uh, we talk about little David and say, Lord, I can't, I can't believe little David went up against big giant. Well, he, 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 he was an easy for him to do it because he couldn't miss. He had, a big, he had a big target to shoot at, right? Because of the size of this guy. But understand, God is on our side. God is on our side, even in seasons. God is on our side. And the Egyptians, when you talk about this, I mean, the Israelites, it wasn't that God was not listening to them all those years. God was listening to them. It was that God was preparing them to become a great and a mighty nation. God devastated the greatest nation on earth, and all the other countries heard about it. They were scared of this group of people. When God was on their side, they heard about these Israelites coming, coming through the desert. They, they, some of them run and fled from this group. Run and fled from them. The Bible said that as Israel walked on their journey to Canaan, that other nations heard. And they were afraid many times of this group. And maybe, maybe that's what, <laughs> I thought about this, maybe, maybe that's what we need in our city today. Maybe that's what we need in our nation today. Maybe God is setting us up for growth with all the stuff that you scratch your head like I do and wonder, Lord, what in the world? What in the world is going on here? Maybe God is, maybe God is setting us up for growth tonight. Maybe he has heard you praying for your church. Maybe he's heard you praying for your community. Maybe he's heard you praying for your nation. He's heard you praying for deliverance, and he's going to show up and going and to put this community on notice. Maybe, I don't know, but maybe. Due season, walking through seasons. Every week, you know this, I, I tell you enough, every week we deal with, with all kinds of people that have come to the church. Some, some drug addicts, alcoholics, some just needs help with, with finances, with getting food and, and shelter, all these things. But everybody that comes, everybody that comes, they have issues that needing help of some kind or another. And you look at and you look in the in the eyes of, of the people that sits across sits across the desk, and you can many times you can see their hurt. Matter of fact, it doesn't take long to see their hurt because they'll bust they'll bust forth in tears trying to tell you their story. It's amazing. Matter of fact, just last week I had a lady to come in, and and she didn't have to tell me everything. She had me at the first sentence. But she told me her story, and she began to weep, and she began to cry. And Pastor Danny, I normally don't have to do this, but this is what took place in my life. And she had a, she had a pretty good testimony. And Lord, thank, thank, thank you, Lord, that I don't have to walk through what she's walking through. I got up yesterday, uh, was it, when was it? It was uh, Monday night. Monday night before the men's fellowship, I got a call from a lady that lived across the Missouri line. And she lived behind her son. And her own son wouldn't take her to the doctor. You think about this. This is mama. His own, her own son wouldn't, wouldn't come visit her. Matter of fact, I sat in the driveway. I went to get her to take her to the hospital right before that meeting. I sat in the driveway. She walks up to the house, knocks on the front door. They wouldn't even let her in. They reached out and give her, give her the key to her little scooter that we had to load up. They didn't even come out and help me load the scooter. Now I'm thinking... Boy, I need to take a two-by-four in there for y'all. Y'all don't need prayer. You need beating up. Then we'll pray for you. You ever felt that way before? I did. I did that night the other night. I said, that's sorry. Now, I don't know the story. I'm sure there's a story there. I'm sure there, there has to be a story. It's always, you know, there's, it always takes two, right? I'm sure there's a story, but I'm thinking, Lord, is this, is this what we've come to? But that's what the Bible said will happen in these last days, right? Son will turn against father and mother and Children turn against their parents. All kinds of things. Perilous times will come. 
perilous times will come. And so you look, at, you look in their eyes and you can see their hurt and you see their pain and you can see that they're about to give up. It's because of, of, of what has got them controlled in their life, that, that issue. But look here, Luke chapter 4 says this, verse 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then the Bible says he closed the book. He gave it back to the attendant. He sat down. And all the eyes who were in the synagogue were fixed upon him. And he began to say unto them, Today, today is this scripture fulfilled in your sight, in your hearing. This scripture is fulfilled. It's fulfilled. Listen to me. I told, I told the pastors and, and some of the laymen, laymen this last Saturday at, uh, at, uh, at the campground. Matter of fact, I read that scripture and said, Look, so there's some of you that may be sitting here and you're going through some stuff, but God has called you. And I can tell that, I can tell you that as well. God has called you. And who God calls, he will equip. Every one of us has been called unto salvation, have we not? Some of us has got, has got ministries that God has called us to, whether it's speaking, whether it's singing, whether it's evangelizing, whether it's just sharing the good news with somebody that we work with. We're preachers of the gospel. God has called you. What has he called you for? He's called you and he's anointed you to proclaim the good news. To talk about the good news that he has given you. He's, he's called you that you can help to recover the sight for the blind. Of the blind eyes that's all around our world. I'm not necessarily talking about blind eyes as we know it. Being blind to the truth. There's a lot of that in our world today. There's a lot of that in our culture. There's a lot of that in our city today. We need, open, we need eyes that's opened up. He's called you to proclaim the year of the Lord. He's called you to that. And just as much as he said today, this scripture is fulfilled. Can I tell you that today or tonight, that scripture is even fulfilled for you and I tonight. Because we've listened to it, we've heard it, we've read it. Can you imagine in many families tonight, what would happen? What would happen if God set men and women and dads and moms and boys and girls in just in our city? There's another killing this week in our city. What would happen? What would happen if God set them free from the drugs and set them free from the alcohol and set them free from just being mean? What would happen to our little community? You talking about a wonderful place to live? You would have a wonderful place to live. Now look, church, and I, and I understand the sentiment here. I, I get it. Because we live in a little city, this little city of Blabel, we've got all kinds of problems, all kinds of issues. Crime is on the, is on the rise, drugs and alcohol, all these things. We, I, I get that. But I've got to help myself here a little bit. I've, I've got I've to try to do my best to be more positive than negative. Being negative is not going to help things. But my prayer life and being positive is going to help a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? And, and when all of us come together here, We've, we've, we, God can move into our, into, our, into, our, into our city. God can change the hearts and lives of men and women. That's making decisions in our city. Is, is, do we not serve a God that's able to do that? Yeah, we do. And so I've got I've to seek him. I've got to diligently seek him. Could you imagine in our neighborhoods what will happen if God saved and delivered that old mean neighbor we've been trying to deal with for all these years? Amen. If he would, it would turn this community upside down. God says, I've heard your prayer, so don't get weary in well-doing. Due season is almost here for your life, amen. Due season is almost here for your life. In closing tonight, how many knows that God is still in the healing business? 
He is. I'm just like you. I get tired sometimes. God, when are you going to do it? Just being real. When are you going to do it? I preach it. I believe it. But when are you going to do it? God's still in the healing business. He's still in the miracle business. He still sets people, he still sets people free. Well, pastor, I've prayed for this one. I've prayed for that one. And, and, well, all I can just tell you is encourage you. Well, don't give up praying. Prayer is, your, is the key to, to, the, to, to talk to God. Prayer is your conduit. God said it's due season. Revelation 6 and 9 said this, When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? That sort of sounds like us. Now we may not say it in those kind of words, but that's what we say. And verse 11 says, And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as as they were should be fulfilled. Revelations 5 and 8 says this, And when they had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials of odors, which are the prayers of what? The saints. You understand that God is listening to every one of your prayers. God is catching every one of your prayers. They're odors. They're fragrances to him. Does your prayer smell good to God or does it stink? There is some kind of perfume and stuff that I've smelt, 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 smelled before and cologne that stinks. But there's others. Boy, it's got a good, good smell to it. Right? Well, Revelation here tells us that golden vials full of odors, which are prayers of the saints. So I want to encourage you tonight to to tell you that the the tears you've been crying, prayers that you've been praying, they don't don't go unnoticed. There's an old song we used to sing years and years and years ago called Tears Are a Language That Only God Understands. Tears are a language that only God understands. They don't go unnoticed. God is storing them up. The season, due season is coming in our life. Amen. And I just, I just believe that, that there may be some of you even here tonight who've been praying for a long time for something or someone. Maybe, maybe you just feel weary and maybe, maybe you just may be thinking, well, it's, it's, I'm, I'm just going to give up. Matter of fact, today, just today, I was in Lowe's looking for a, for a tool and this lady come up to me in Lowe's. She knows me. She's talked to me many, many times. She's been in this church before trying to get her to come back. And so she stopped and said, hey, pastor, preacher, wait just a minute. So I go over there and I talk to her and she said, I just want to let you know. And every time she starts talking to me, sometimes about her family and all these things, and we, we chit-chat a little bit, she said, you know what? I, I got so mad the other night, she said. She said, I got so irritated, got so stressed out, I got so burned down with some things. She said, I, I, I walked down the road and she said, you know what? The thought come, come across my mind, I want to commit suicide. She said, I've never said that before. And she said, I know it's the devil. I know it's the enemy. And so we sat there a little bit, and I talked to her and encouraged her a little bit. I said, let me tell you something. It is the enemy because the enemy wants to destroy you. The enemy wants to kill you. The enemy wants to take your life. And what you've got to do, you already know this because we've talked over and over and over and over again. And sometimes I want to say, get it. And I told her today, I said, look, you've got to get where God wants you to be. You've got to get in the, in the right relationship with God. Your relationship with God has got to be of such because he can can stop those thoughts coming that the enemy wants to put in your mind. But the more and more we go down that stinking road, the more and more we're going to think those stupid thoughts. 
Because that's what the enemy wants us to think, right? We all have been there before where we feel like, i got to stop, I'm fixing to blow. <laughs> We've been there. But we also understand that God takes care of us. God protects us. God watches over us. And so maybe we feel weary and maybe we, we feel like giving up. And I want you to know, don't, 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 don't give up. Due season is almost here. Don't give up. Due season is almost here. What, what, what are you talking about, Pastor? What is, what is that due season? We sort, of, we sort of put it like this. It's a special period of time when we shall receive that which rightfully belongs to me, to you. I don't know when it is. God does. But Brother David, he's instructed me just to keep on keeping on. He's instructed me just to keep on praying. He's instructed me just to keep on looking for him. He's instructed me to be faithful. He's instructed me to don't give up, don't get weary in well-doing. There's coming a day I'm going to mount up with wings like eagles. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going, to be able to, I'm going to be able to soar. I ain't going to walk. I ain't going to crawl. I'm flying. You ever wanted to fly? Man, all through history has wanted to fly. I like watching them old videos of those guys that developed those airplanes, you know. And some of them, they'd take flight a little bit, and most of them crash and burn. You know, it's funny to me watching, but at least they had initiative and ambition to try something. They wanted to fly. Well, we know today. I've flown. Many of you have got in airplanes before. It's amazing to me how those big tubes of metal and steel can get off the ground. Thrust and lift. <laughs> it's amazing. And they stay up there. And you look at them in the sky, and you say, that's just, that just float. That just float. That's what it looks like. Well, can I tell you tonight, God has is, is, is equipped you and I because he's called us to float, to fly, to soar for him. Amen? Amen. Would you pray with me tonight? Father, we thank you so much tonight. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you, Lord, for a touch that, uh, that we know that, that only comes through you. We thank you, God, because we know that you have everything in the palm of your hand. And even though we may get weary sometimes, even though we may get tired, even though sometimes, God, we may feel like we're just depleted and we, we can't move and we can't go another step, God, we know in you our due season is almost here. Don't let us grow weary in well-doing. Don't let us grow weary. You told us in your word, God, that when we see these days come and we know that the coming of God, is the coming of the Lord is, is, is that much closer, the more we're supposed to encourage one another. And so tonight, God, I'm encouraging us that's here tonight to keep on keeping on. Keep on moving forward. Keep on moving forward. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And Lord, we'll love you and we'll thank you. In Jesus' name. Now touch each and every one that's here. Lord, if, if there is a person that's here tonight that's walking through a through a tough season of their life. God, I ask you right now that to bust through in their life tonight and to let them see growth, God. Let them see answers. Let them see victory tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we'll thank you, God. Amen and amen, amen.